0: Let us stand, in body or in spirit, as we listen for the good news. Today's gospel is from John ten, eleven through 18. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd, does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because the hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock. One shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. The Word of the Lord.
1: Our lives were taking our son Matthew to visit colleges. Have any of you been in that landscape before? Oh, a good number. Any advice you have, please see me on the way out. <laughs> we're we're excited um, for this new season in, in Matthew's life. And, and our daughter Elizabeth is getting a head start. She's in eighth grade, but she's beginning to take note of what campuses she likes and what she doesn't like. Julie and I have gone to almost every one of these tours and we think, oh, we would love to go back to school. <laughs> and we're being um, reminded of some of the, the courses that are so interesting. And College courses start at the first level, which is 101, whatever the subject is, 101. And then when you get to be an upper class person, it's, it's more advanced. It's that subject, maybe 401 or 501. Christianity 101 would be something like this. We are blessed to be a blessing. God blesses us by coming to be with us in Jesus the Christ and says, go and represent the Christ out there in the world. Christianity 101 would be something like, we are accepted we call that in church language, grace. We are radically accepted by God. Our challenge is to accept others right where they are, just as God accepts us right where we are. Christianity 101 would be, we are forgiven so that we can forgive. Christianity 101 would be something like, we are included, we, to use scriptural terms, we are adopted by God, so that we can include others. God includes us, we're called as followers of Christ to include others. Now even though that may be kind of basic Christianity 101, it's not easy. In fact, sometimes it takes us our whole lives to really grasp that and To live it out. It's one thing to know it, it's another thing to live it out, and it's not easy. We are called to follow Jesus Christ, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. The scriptures that Owen read today talk about Jesus as the Good Shepherd. Jesus says in the Gospel of John, I am the Good Shepherd, and I lay down my life for the sheep. That kind of love is selfless. It is sacrificial. It is outpouring. And we who are followers of Jesus, the Good Shepherd, are called to do the same. This gets into the realm of Christianity 401 or Christianity 501 because that kind of sacrificial love has a cost and it's not easy in the epistle lesson first john the third chapter first john is kind of like a commentary to the early church on the gospel of john and it says this to the early church in the Johannine community, we know love by this that Jesus laid his life down for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. Oh, Jesus. Are you ready to lay down your life for one another? That's not easy. The scriptures are calling us to do something that is more than just being kind. And sometimes God does not call us to that opportunity. But sometimes God does. And so we need to think about what that would look like. Now, I don't know about you, but I have, well, I'm, I'm still here, so I've not done that yet. And so are you. So I presume you haven't done that yet, and maybe you've had an opportunity... And you've survived that opportunity. Tell me on the way out. I want to hear about it. But we Christians need to look for examples of that kind of radical faithfulness, that kind of selfless giving. A few years ago, um, I was visiting my brother and sister-in-law in in England. They're Methodist pastors there. And they took us to a village called Eam, which is in the... uh, the Peaks District in England. If you look at England, it's kind of between the Scottish border and and London. It's in that area. And there's a village called Eam that in the 1600s was decimated by the plague. The first few villagers died of the plague and the church, which was central to that community, the Christian community, had to decide what to do they were facing the struggle. Do we help our neighbors bury their family, loved ones? Do we bring them food and risk being infected? Do we risk even leaving the village of Eam? Which was, I think, about 600 people at the time. Because if we leave, we don't know if any of us are infected and we'll bring it to the next village and the next village and we could wipe out the whole area. Those Christians decided to stay and quarantine themselves, risking their own death for love of the neighboring villages. Let's watch this story filmed in Eam. I'm in Eam, England, E-Y-A-M, in 1665, the plague hit this village and it started in this house right behind me where uh... some uh, there was a tailor who got some fabric from london that still was moist. He tried to dry it out by the fire, didn't realize that it had the plague in it. It be, it began a, a sickness and illness that killed from half to three-quarters of this town. It started here and it started going from house to house in 1666 um, and the church and the community had a very profound and faithful response to the plague. The congregation of the EM Church here behind me and the greater community decided that they would quarantine themselves in this village so that the neighboring villages would be spared from the plague. They did this for over a year knowing that their decision might result in their own deaths or their loved one's deaths, but they wanted to spare their neighbors and the neighboring villages from the plague. As followers of Jesus, we're invited to follow Jesus, even when it means at times in, in history and in circumstances that we are invited to be willing to give up our lives for our friends, for our neighbors. The scriptures in John say, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. I don't know if we'll ever be called in our lifetime to do such sacrificial living as followers of Jesus. But there are those who have gone before us who made that sacrifice. Friends, I don't know if God will give us an opportunity like that. I don't know if we'll ever have to make that decision. But it is that kind of radical love that can change the world. I don't know if I'm ready for that. And I know I can't do that on my own. If ever, I'm going to need the Holy Spirit's help. And I trust you will too. And Jesus said, I am going to send you the Father will send you an advocate, a helper the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name who will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you that Holy Spirit who can move us from fear to love is in our midst and is always longing to be brought even closer into our lives. Can we pray together that ancient prayer, Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. Amen.